Hey everyone, it's Jessica from Well Hello Disney. Today I am starting a Genie Plus series that is going to last all through the month of November. Um, I might have some additional podcasts that I publish in between these podcasts, but I really, as I'm starting to work on my course, I am working on a planning course. I knew Genie Plus was going to be a huge part of it and doing this basic overview for the podcast for the next couple of weeks was going to help me get it done. However, the podcast that I had originally recorded for last night became kind of obsolete today because that is how quickly Disney changes. Today, we got a huge surprise and there was a lot of price increases. So I'm not necessarily going to talk only strategy today for a certain park. I was going to focus on Epcot today, but I'm going to first go over, is Genie Plus still worth it for your family now that the prices is variable? How to incorporate a higher price into your budget? And how do you decide what you want to get out of the parks now? That's going to be a big question when you add this expense. I know when I talk about budgeting all the time, I always say give yourself that 10% buffer. Well, here's why. This is that 10% buffer that you need because now all of you who had Disney trips that you were planning on going in the next couple of weeks, you're dealing with a, a pretty significant price increase because now we're looking in October and they're saying Genie Plus service is anywhere from 15 to $22 per person, and that's per day. So, you know, if it's $22 and you're expecting to spend $15, $7 times a family, in my case of five, times five days, that's a huge jump in the budget when I was only planning for $15. So let's get started. So first, let's talk budgeting. Anytime that I'm doing a budget for a vacation, I'm always going to pick the highest dollar amount to save for. So you're never going to see me, especially for the individual lightning lanes. I always would budget for $15, even though I know now with Guardians coming out that they were willing to raise it to $17, which was not known beforehand. So if I am planning on still using Genie Plus, which I'm going to tell you right now, I still think it's worth it. And we'll dive into that later on why. I'm going to plan for $25 days, even if Disney has said October already is $15 to $22. Mentally, I am planning for $25 days because one, there's tax in that. Yes, Genie Plus is taxed. And then I just really don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to tell myself I'm planning $25 for just the basics Genie Plus. We might not do individual lightning lanes because the cost is so high already. So I'm going to budget for my family that we are spending $25 per person per day that we're going to the park. Then I'm going to look and see, do I really need it for every park? Do you need Genie Plus for every park? No, I can tell you that right now. I will tell you Magic Kingdom Genie Plus is a must. You will get the most bang for your buck. We can do so much there, even on sold out days. Um, this last trip where I had my whole family there, we park hopped, which if you've been here for a while, you know, park hopping is the bane of my existence. I am not a supporter of park hopping, not until these kids are completely out of strollers because it's just too much work for me. But if you don't have kids in strollers, park hopping is the way to go. But anyway, I digress. We park hopped over at two o'clock. So our day was pretty much, 
you know, half done. And we still rode every single ride that we wanted to at Magic Kingdom. And I don't, you know, some people always are like, well, what you wanted to. No, let me tell you, we rode Splash, Big Thunder Mountain. Um, we got on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because we bought the ILL for that. Um, we also got on... We could have done Haunted Mansion, but we decided to cancel it. And Jungle Cruise, we also got. So we got the popular rides, Peter Pan Flight, It's a Small World, and we park hopped. So if we were there the entire day, we could have knocked out so many rides, but we started our day at Epcot. I think the final total was 16 rides when we were completely done, which is an exhausting day. I don't recommend doing that much, but we were doing stuff for undercover tourists. And so we were showing that you can use Genie Plus with a large group and still get everything done. But I still think Genie Plus is worth it. I still think it's worth it at... All the parks probably except for um, Animal Kingdom, but I still get it at Animal Kingdom because I don't like to wait in lines. So our family does not like to waste time in lines because we like to enjoy the park for specific things now. And then we go back to the resorts because we're Disney Vacation Club and we're staying at these deluxe resorts that have so many things to offer. So do I still think Genie Plus is worth it even with the price hike? Yes. You have to decide if it's worth it for your family. If you're only going to get Genie Plus at two parks, I would then say Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom is an absolute must. And if you want to get stuff done at Hollywood Studios or have the chance to get stuff done, you still need Genie Plus. And I'm going to spoil it for you right now. Even with Genie Plus, you will probably only get three maybe four rides at Hollywood Studios. Because unfortunately for that park, they have, I think, seven high-demand rides there. And it's the smallest park. And it's so crowded. And everyone's trying to get on those seven high-demand rides. I mean, let's list them. You have Slinky Dog Dash, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Smuggler's Run. Um, uh, you have... Individual Lightning Lane of Rise of the Resistance, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And those are really the the big rides. And that's not very many options compared to Magic Kingdom that has like 16 options. And even Epcot, it's nice to know that you can do it for like their five or six high demand rides and kind of fill in with the lower demand rides if you wanted to. So that's why it's not necessarily necessary at Epcot either. But Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom is still absolutely worth it. Okay, so let's talk some numbers here. So we know right now that Walt Disney World tickets can be anywhere from $109 a day to $159 a day for adults. And then for kids, it can be anywhere from $104 a day to $154 a day. So now we're going to add Genie Plus on top of that. And again, I'm budgeting high. I'm budgeting for the $25 days because when I'm planning my trip, it's going to be a few months before or even a year before, and you just don't know what's going to happen the week you're there. The people who were planning their trip six months ago did not realize that today there was going to be a price increase and that now potentially on the days that they are in Orlando, they're going to be paying $25. So we're going to plan high always when you're looking at the budget because you don't want to be caught off guard. So let's say you're 
Park tickets are the highest, 159 and 154 for the kids. And then on top of that, you have Genie Plus now at $25 a day. I always use my family as an example. We have six people in our family, but the baby is still a Disney infant, which a lot of times that typically how it works if you have some older kids. And so she does not need a ticket or need Genie Plus right now, which is probably why we went so much this year. But um when she hits that golden three, she'll be considered a person. But we are looking at $133.13 after tax at $25 a day for five people for one day of Genie Plus. So now let's say that we got, um, you know, a park hopper or whatever we got. And Disney tickets do go down in price the more that you buy. And there comes a point, I think like after three days where honestly the park hopper is probably the better buy. And if you're there for five days, it just gives you a little bit of flexibility, even if you may not use it. Um, but let's just think about this just for the basic getting Genie Plus now for the family, you're looking at $665 for that entire five days. So that is a little bit more than you would have spent previously, which you're looking closer to $399.38 before the price hike, or if you get a $15 a day. Again, it's still possible that Genie Plus might be $15, but if I was planning $400 and then all of a sudden it's actually $665, that's a big jump in my budget and that's going to cause some stress. And I'm all about reducing your stress. So I would say plan your budget on the high end, the $25 days, and then you have to decide, is it going to be worth purchasing the individual lightning lane? And this is where knowing the parks ahead of time is going to be important. I can assure you, um, your highest wait times for Seven Dwarf Mine Train is always going to be around 80 to 90 minutes. Um, Rise of the Resistance gets up to three hours. That's just the way it is. That is one that I would purchase the ILL. I would not waste your time in line. If you can wait till the park is almost closed, you usually can get um, a line that is a little bit leaned out, maybe like a 30 minute line. Um, if you're lucky and the ride breaks down and you get hop in line right when it comes back up, you're also going to have a shorter wait or you just prepare. If that is like a bucket list thing and you came to Hollywood studios to do star Wars stuff and you want to ride that ride, then you just prepare for up to a three hour wait, bring everything you need in line, have, you know, play games with your family, just mentally be prepared that that's what you might have to do. I think it would be worth purchasing the individual lightning lane. I know today I saw in Disneyland, it was $25 per person. So to think like you already spent $133.13 for Genie Plus for the whole day, and now you're going to spend another um, $133 just to ride one of the rides, knowing that at Hollywood Studios, that Genie Plus may only get you on three more rides. It may be a hard pill to swallow, but if you are mentally prepared for that, you know that is going to be the price to have a smooth, less stressful day. You have to decide if that's worth it for you. Or do we not do Genie Plus at Epcot and we focus all that extra money on just Hollywood studios. So those are the choices now you're going to have to make with this new budget 
that you need to set, but always plan on the high end because you don't want to be disappointed that you don't have enough because Disney increased the price, changed the policy. And we knew this was coming. Prices go up. Ticket prices go up every year. Hotel costs goes up every year. There's an incremental increase to all this stuff. That's why we're here. That's why the prices are what they are right now. So we know that's coming, but this jump in Genie Plus, I mean, this is a pretty big jump. And even like Disneyland's tickets, you know, they went up 9 to 11%. That's a big jump. Then you're like 2 to 3% that prices typically go up every year. So the the parks still so crowded and people still coming and the holidays, you know, around the corner. I'm not surprised that these prices did increase. I just didn't realize it was going to increase this much. Is it going to stop me from using Genie Plus? Probably not. Will it stop me from going to the parks as often? Maybe because we aren't season ticket holders. We are Disney Vacation Club members. So we go to Disney because we love the resorts and the parks are a bonus. So for us, it's still worth it to go down there because Disney has so much to offer outside of the parks. But will we be using the parks as frequently? Probably not. We're not annual pass holders. And so we might want to use that money and do something else that's outside of Disney, but then still, you know, head back to Beach Club or Polynesian or do something at the resorts because we already have our DVC points because this is a this is a big blow for us as well because we get Genie every single time that we go to the parks right now. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. I know this year we went to the parks a lot. Um, After this next trip in November, I think we have been at Walt Disney World every other month, and we live in Pennsylvania, so that's just an enormous amount. Next year, we will go back to our normal twice a year with the kids, and then my husband and I will probably go down once. I am doing the princess race as a catalyst to help me um, prioritize myself and health. So what will Jeannie look like for us Now that we are doing, we're going back to the longer trips, the seven to 10 day trips, instead of doing these five day weekends um, and a couple long trips. I think this year we will have been at Walt Disney World 40 days for 2022. Um, I do think because when it comes to rides, we've pretty much done everything. So we will have to utilize different strategies like standby strategies, picking the best times for doing that, maybe going to the park later in the day after the rush has already been there, doing um, rides after the fireworks shows or during the fireworks shows since we've seen them multiple times. Also, early entry is going to be so important for riding rides. 
especially at places like Epcot. At Epcot, we can at least get Test Track and Frozen done within the first hour of early entry. At Magic Kingdom, um, we can get Peter Pan done, the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which are two rides that typically have long rides. And then you can still rope drop Jungle Cruise or Pirates or Big Thunder Mountain because that part of the park is not open to the public until until everyone, until 9 o'clock. It's really the only park left where there's a true rope drop for people who aren't staying at the resorts because they only open Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. So there's other strategies that you can learn to avoid Genie. What I think about using Genie, if this is a once-in-a-lifetime or once-every-five-years type of trip, is use it because... The time that you spend in line is wasted. You may hear people say, well, I was at Magic Kingdom and I only got to ride seven rides with Genie Plus. Yes, but how many other things did you get to do? How many other shows did you get to watch? Did you get to see the parade? Did you see all the cavalcades? Because you didn't have to wait in line. So even though on average it equals to be maybe a couple rides more than if you waited all day, you have to think of all the other things that you got to see that you would not have seen because you were waiting in line. That's why Genie Plus, even with the price increase, in my opinion, is still going to be worth it unless you are a Disney Vacation Club family or an Orlando local because we go a lot more frequently than the normal family because we have bought into Disney or have season passes to Disney. But if you're going to Disney once every five years, or this is a bucket list, this is the only trip you're going to go, you have to put Genie into your budget. And when I say put Genie into your budget, you need to put the individual lightning lane in your budget, and you need to put the highest dollar amount that Genie will cost just to maximize your day. Again, I know everyone's budgets can't stretch that far. And for a lot of people, it's just a dream to get to. But in order to reduce your stress while you're at the parks, really enjoy your day at the parks, Genie Plus is going to be the tool that helps you do that, especially the way that I teach how to use Genie Plus. And you're not on your phone the whole time because you've already set what your priorities are for your family. You know what parts of the park you're going to be in and around what time. You're not really going to deviate from your plan too much and get sucked into the overstimulation that Walt Disney World causes once you get there. The problem is whenever we do all of our research and know that these are the things my family will enjoy and then all of a sudden we get there and we literally are like squirrels because we're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And the reality is you can't do everything in a Disney park. So why not do the things that you're looking forward to? You know, your family has talked about the characters that your children want to see. You're not adding in all this extra stuff. And if you're lucky enough to come back, you can do it next time. That's the beautiful thing. A lot of things change at Disney, but the foundation and the core pretty much stay the same. You know you're always going to be able to meet Mickey and Minnie at every single one of the parks. You know you're going to have princesses at all the parks. Yes, characters phase out. I remember with our oldest 
My husband loved Jake and the Neverland Pirates. It crushes him that Jake and the Neverland Pirates is kind of gone and phased out. When you used to go to Animation Courtyard at Hollywood Studios, Jake was one of the characters, and he's not there anymore. And so, yes, things change like that, but your children probably would have aged out of that anyway. My oldest is 10. He's not looking to meet Jake. And my youngest, that's two years old, she wants Doc, Vampirina, and Fancy Nancy, which is who is at Animation Court right now. She's in the room. So I'm (laughs) clearly I'm a mom, so I'm recording with her here. But that's what I'm saying about being overstimulated at Disney. Do not get sucked in to all the things going around you. Focus on your list. You have your genie priorities. I always say pick top three, pick your top three rights. And then once you have gone through those rides, you look at the side of your daily plan sheet that says attractions and you start working your way down that list with the times that work in your schedule. You're also going to turn on your ringer for your phone. If you're like me, your phone is usually on silent. So when you're at Walt Disney World, you want to turn on your notification sounds, your tones for your text messages. That way you're getting all the alerts that you need to. For Genie Plus, I set two alarms. I set a 15-minute warning, and then I set a five-minute warning. The 15-minute warning is just so that I don't miss the five-minute warning. My husband was like, you're going to forget in 15 minutes. And I go, I know. I do that because I'm worried that if I only do the five-minute timer, I'm going to miss that timer, and then I won't be able to book our Genie Plus. But with two alarms set, I have never missed a booking time. That five minutes before timer allows me to discuss with whoever my booking partner is, which is usually my husband. Even when we did our big group of 12 people, my husband and I were still the bookers. So once we went through the top three priority list, we would say, okay, let's look at this time. What makes more sense? We would book within three minutes of our time being up and then the phone was put away we'd set the alarms for the next booking so this whole business of you're on your phone the whole time because of genie plus that that doesn't have to be the case and that's never been the case for us after our first time and realize oh wait this is a system that yes you can easily be distracted by all the choices but if you go in ahead of time knowing what your goals are for your family then you're not going to be distracted by oh look there's this and this and this and this and Honestly, the genie part of the service, so not genie plus, not individual lightning lane, the part that's supposed to suggest things for you, personally, I don't like it. Part of me thinks that they're trying to push you in different directions away from the popular attractions, but you're coming to Walt Disney World because you want to do things specifically for your family. This applies to Disneyland too. A lot of the things are the same in terms of planning and principles for your family. So again, have your top three priority list, have a list of things that you would like to do afterwards and know what areas of the park that those items are going to be in. For Epcot, we always seem to start over in the test track, Norway area, work our way over to France. So we try to make sure when we are selecting our genie times, you know, Remy's a little bit later in the day. So sometimes we'll wait um, at that 7 a.m. booking, we'll wait till 7.15 because we'll usually book Remy and then we'll do early entry rope drop for Frozen and test track. So 
over the next few weeks, my plan is to go through each park and just talk about what rides are high demand rides and how do those high demand rides translate into what your top priorities are for your family and then help you plan your day. This will also all be in my course that will be released in December in teaching you how to plan your park day. So we will cover it. Don't worry. Genie Plus is not scary. Do I still think it's worth it with the price increase? If it is a once in a lifetime trip, if it is a once every three to five year trip, yes, absolutely. I just think you now need to build it into your budget. And for me, for my family of five, going five to the park five days, that means I am building in an extra $655 just for Genie Plus. Now, if I want to add on additional individual lightning lanes, I probably can look at adding another 200 bucks to that too. So... Will it make the trip a little bit different? Yes. But is the trip more enjoyable with Genie Plus? Absolutely. If we go as frequently as we did this year, would I get Genie Plus every time? Absolutely not. It would not be worth it. And quite frankly, when you go to the parks a lot (laughs) and you're staying at these deluxe resorts, my kids don't want to go to the park. They want to stay at those deluxe resorts because there's so much to do there. But we will get through the price increases. That's a normal thing that's going to happen. Obviously, every year there's some slight increase. I know we just weren't expecting it to be, you know, right before the holidays. um, And it happened immediately. Today, you can log on to Genie and prices have already increased. So that's just kind of, I know, the shocker of how quickly it changed. And there wasn't kind of like an end date or a start date. So for those who have trips upcoming, I know you have to adjust the budget and shuffle some things around, but I still do think it's worth it for your sanity and it helps reduce your stress at the parks if you have it planned out to where you cover your top priorities for your family. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on another episode with Well Hello Disney. I hope that you'll be back for our next one, especially as we start to cover the parks. And we will see you real soon. Have a magical day. 